Welcome to Torah Today Ministries, our continuing series, Sage Advice, where we look into some of the great sages in uh, Jewish history who've left behind uh, their commentaries, their books, their teachings that have profoundly impacted my own life as well as the lives of thousands and thousands of others. And so in the Messianic community, I found that many people um, are unaware of some of these great works. And uh, so it's a joy to introduce people to some of the, the, the wonderful insights that these great men of God had. Now, as with anything written by men, even if it's a book I wrote, I encourage you, eat the meat, spit out the bones because uh, in any work that's written by a, a mere mortal, unless it's inspired scripture, is probably gonna have some distortions, some, uh, some errors, and uh, not on purpose, but by virtue of the fact that we are imperfect, the things we produce tend to be imperfect as well. So with all of these men, uh, don't hear what I'm writing as a blanket endorsement of every single word they wrote. I wouldn't give that endorsement to any author that I read. But uh, what, eat the meat, spit out the bones. Always have God at your elbow as you read and discern what you read. Now, with the Kofetz Chaim, I can pretty much endorse everything I've read of his because it's so profound and so good. I found very few bones, if any, in what I've read of his works. So let's get right into it. Uh, his name is not really the Kofetz Chaim. That is just how he is referred to. And uh, you'll hear him referred to that even now. Uh, that's the most familiar title for him. But his real name is Rabbi Yisrael Meir Kogan. And um, he, is, he, he lived from 1839 to 1933 in Belarus. And his pri he's primarily remembered for his teachings on Lashan Hara, or Lashan Hora, as some pronounce it. Lashan Hara means evil speech. Lashan means tongue. Ra means evil. So, uh, the evil tongue. And if there's ever a subject we need educating, educated on, it's Lashan Hara, evil speech, gossip. And um, I remember in the early days of Beth Tikkun, we purchased a copy of a book that has uh, the Kofetz Chaim's teachings in it. We provided a copy to every single family at Beth Tikkun. And it spared us a lot of pain and a lot of trouble for a good decade, decade and a half. And there simply was no gossip. There was just no evil speech because his works are that profound. If we read them, it will change the way you use your mouth. So, why was he called the Kofetz Chaim? Well, in Psalm 34, 12, verses 12 and 13, says, who is the man who desires life? Now in Hebrew, that's Kofetz Chaim. Chaim is life, Chofetz means to desire. Who is the man who Chofetz Chaim? What do you have to do to have uh, if you really desire life and loves length of days that he may see good, keep your tongue from evil. So this was the cornerstone of much of the Kofetz Chaim's writings. He wrote on other subjects and he was a brilliant scholar. <coughs> Excuse me. But this is what he is primarily known for, his works about 
Lashon Hara. So, if you want, you desire life, you love length of days, want to see good, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. When his first book was printed, um, you can see here it's called Sefer Chofetz Chaim, the book of who desires life. And when he wrote this, he had no idea that Chofetz Chaim would be, kind of become the, the title by which he was known because he was so identified <clears throat> with this book. And others he also wrote on Lashahara. So here are a few facts about the Kofitz Kaim. And I ask your forgiveness if I cough once a while. It's, it's uh, getting cold here in Northeast Ohio and I get this annual throat junk going on and every once in a while it just hits me and I have to cough. So I apologize ahead of time if I get into a coughing jag <laughs> during this teaching. He was a great Torah scholar, but generally kept this hidden from others. He was a very, very righteous man, a godly man. And there are so many stories told about him by people who, who met him and knew him. Uh, just a couple come to mind. Uh, he was traveling by train to a town to speak at the synagogue. And as the train pulled up to the station, there were hundreds of people on the platform and up and down the tracks watching for the coming of this train. And, and so he asked his traveling companion, what are all these people doing here? Is somebody important coming? You know, are they waiting for somebody important? And his attendant looked at him and says, they're waiting for you. And it never occurred to him that people would come to hear him speak in such numbers. And another thing, he was so conscientious of, of how he used his mouth that one time he was riding in a carriage with uh, some, some people, you know, he paid his fare and got on the carriage to, for this trip. And, um, and as they went on, the people in the carriage started talking about horses, the quality of horses and what makes a good horse and a bad horse. And then somebody mentioned uh, a neighbor and started talking about this neighbor and the Kofitz Kaim asked the driver to stop uh, so he could get off. And the driver said, well, why there's, there are no houses here? This is not a town. Why do you want to get off? And the Kofitz Kaim says, as long as you're talking with horses, I was content to stay on the carriage. But if you're going to talk negatively about people, I'm going to get off because I don't want to hear it. And he really lived by, by what he believed. And one of the stories that sticks in my mind the most is uh, the Kofitz Kaim was staying at a, uh, an inn in his travels. And he had his own room, and uh, his attendant stayed in the room next door. And in the middle of the night, in the wee hours of the morning, the attendant heard some muttering and noises and weeping come from next door, from the Kofitz Kaim's room. So he, he went over and he looked through a crack in the door. And he saw the Kofitz Kaim standing with his face in a corner, weeping and weeping. And he was in prayer asking God to forgive him as he reviewed his sins of the previous day. Of how he had said things he shouldn't have said. How he had harbored emotions he shouldn't harbor. And this young attendant watching this could hardly believe his eyes. He was so convicted because this is the holiest man he had ever met. And yet this holy man was so broken by his own what we would consider minor minor offenses. So um, 
it's just a real challenge to think of such godly men who, who grieve so much over their own sin and their own misuse of the tongue. We need to learn from such men as these. Anyways, back to some of our list of facts. He published his first book, See for Kofit's Kind, which we, we just saw the title page of it. Uh, he published it anonymously because he didn't want to draw attention to himself. When he was 35 years old, he went on to publish additional works on the subject for Lashan Hurrah, Evil Speech. He went from town to town as an anonymous book peddler. He would sell his books, but he would not tell people he was the author. He did not want any undue attention to himself. And if people had a criticism of the book, he wanted to hear it without them knowing he was the author and, and maybe withholding a criticism or a correction. One of the things he's so well known for saying is our negative conversations are the key which opens the door for Satan to prosecute. Wow. Our negative conversations are the key to the door that Satan uses to prosecute us. You know, in the Torah, when you read the commentaries on the Torah, and you come to Leviticus in that long section that describes leprosy, the commentators all agree that the number one cause of leprosy was Lashon Hara, evil speech. And we see this with Miriam. She didn't even say anything all that critical about her brother Moses. Um, she simply stated something to Aaron about Moses' marriage to, uh, to this other woman. And um, as a result, God struck her with a leprosy. She had leprosy for a week. So um, it's uh, something God takes very seriously. A few quotes. After Rabbi Yisrael Meir, the Kofetz Chaim, published his book, Kofetz Chaim, people would ask him, now that you publish this book with so many restrictions on speech, how are we able to speak? To this he replied, to the contrary, before I wrote this book, you were forbidden to speak, for you did not know the pertinent laws. But now that my book details what is forbidden and what is permitted, you may speak. In other words, we need a guide on how to speak. And Kofi is saying, now you can speak, now that you have a guide for that. And his, his rules for speech are all derived directly out of the Word of God. And um, so it's very deeply grounded on, on the Torah and the writings and the prophets. If you'd like to access some of his teachings, this is the book I recommend. And this is the book we purchased for families at Beth Dekun. I'll hold it up here so hopefully camera two will get a good image of it. It's called Kofitz Kaim, A Daily Companion. And what this book does, you get it in a hardback, paperback, a small personal size you can carry with you. What it does, it breaks his writings down into a devotional that covers about 128 days. So for each day, there is a two-page spread you can read for that day. So everything's in bite-sized pieces, day by day. So you can read it through uh, several times in one year. And it's... Uh, very accessible, and it's filled with illustrations of, of how to speak and how not to speak, when it's right to uh, criticize and when it's inappropriate to criticize. And one of the big questions is, when is it appropriate to 
share negative speech about someone else. I remember asking an Orthodox uh, Messianic rabbi once, I says, when is it appropriate to share negative speech about somebody? And he looked at me and said, if you know a dog bites, warn me. And that's been my guide. Well, COVID's time takes that concept and, and uh, expands on it a bit. And um, because there are appropriate times to share with someone negative speech about someone else. But most of the time it's inappropriate to do so. So let me share an excerpt from A Daily Companion. And this book, The Daily Companion, by the way, is published by Art Scroll Publishers. If you print the notes or look at them, uh, you'll see at the bottom of the notes uh, um, a link where you can go to purchase a copy. The Kovitzkine points out how mild this case of Lashan Hara was. Miriam spoke about her brother, whom she loved and for whom she had risked her own life. She did not say something derogatory about him. All she did was mistakenly equate Moshe with other prophets. That's all she did. Moreover, her words were not said in Moshe's presence or in public. And we know that Moshe wasn't hurt by her words and that there was no negative fallout. The Kovitz Chaim explains that this is precisely why the Torah uses this incident to teach us the evils of Lashan Hara. Despite all these factors and Miriam's great personal merit, she was still punished. And I'm reminded the Messiah says we'll be held accountable for every word we spoke. Oh my goodness, that should convict all of us. One more excerpt from A Daily Companion. Married couples often mistakenly think that passing information from one to the other is not rechilus. Now, that's a Hebrew word that means gossip. They assume that because their lives are so intertwined, each should know what the other knows. This, the Kofetz Chaim cautions us, is wrong. Quote, one should not reveal this to others, even to members of his own household, unquote. A classic illustration of the dangers of Rechelos, of gossip between husband and wife, is the tragic episode of Korah's rebellion. So, <clears throat> you're going to find some very convicting things, I'll warn you right now as you read this book. But it also provides hope that you can begin to rein in your own tongue. And this is a book I've had to go back to and will go back to again in the future and reread because every once in a while we need a refresher course because without constant vigilance, our tongues begin to develop a mind of their own and they run away dragging us behind. So we want to be in control of our tongues and not let them be in control of us. One of the things the Kofetz Chaim teaches, and you'll read about it in The Daily Companion, is that whenever there is Lashon Hara, there are three victims. The one who speaks is a victim. The one who hears the evil speech is a victim. And the one who is the subject of the speech is also a victim. And he also speaks about how it's kinder just to kill someone outright, because then you only kill their body. But when you gossip about them, you're destroying their character. You kill my body, my character lives on. Destroy my character. Then what can I do? 
What can I do to revive it? So we need to be very, very careful. And I highly recommend this book. And I hope you'll make it a part of your library and a part of your, your daily readings. And uh, as a result, I know that you will enjoy length of days and you will see life because if you hope it's kind, if you desire life and length of days, you keep your tongue from evil. So I encourage you to read this and I hope to hear back from you and the changes you've, uh, you uh, experience in your own life as you begin to exercise more control over this, this thing that causes so much trouble. So until next time, I wish you shalom and may God bless. Roger that.